And then there are the four actions of speech, positive actions of speech and the negative actions of speech. And here there are four. So does this mean that the karma of speech is even more important? For body, there's only three. And for the mind, there's only three. So what are the four? The four is, is to speak the truth, honesty, and the negative is to lie. So don't lie. To speak good words, positive words about other people, not to slander them. To speak kind words, gentle words, not harsh words. And to only speak when uh, there is something valuable to say, not to enter into all sorts of idle gossip. And really this topic is really quite vast. As Buddha said, there is no evil that cannot be done by a person who lies, who transgresses one thing, taking no account of the next world. And Buddha continued to say to Rahula, don't tell a lie even in jest. Here, through Buddha's words, we also see how important this topic is to watch our speech, to be careful of telling lies. And with respect to our speech, we'll speak first about the negative karma or the negative actions of speech. And with lies, there are different variations of lies, different seriousness of lies. Most serious is uh, talking about or claiming to have extraordinary abilities when you don't have them. Things like clairvoyance, special abilities to speak to the dead, uh, other abilities that may influence people to follow you and all you're doing is really deceiving them or tricking them. Why would people do this? Sometimes it is to deceive people. Sometimes it's just because they want to receive everybody's praise and admiration. Anyway, this is very, very negative. And also to lie or to slander a Buddha or a Bodhisattva or your root Lama, this is also very, very negative. And what are we lying for? There's the intention to deceive, as we said. There's the intention maybe to garner people's admiration, people's support, to influence them in a certain way. Really today, there is a lot of deception and there's a lot of lies. Maybe we won't use the word lies. Maybe we use the words non-truth, talking non-truths. Maybe this is a little bit more palatable for people. There are many non-truths being sprouted or being told. For instance, media. As journalists, people have the responsibility or generally what journalists do is they have an impartial view of things. They report things. However, in anything that we do, there is a subject of um, subjectivity. There's an element of subjectivity. Why do I say this is because whatever we write is already influenced by our concepts, our subjective mind. They may do a very good job as being as impartial as possible. And this is wonderful. There is also a lot of media that is just trying to sell you an idea. Maybe that this is what you should buy or this pol political party you should believe in. And in doing this, there are many mistruths that are being told. So in society, there are really many lies or many non-truths 
being propagated. Even sometimes in scientific research or findings, what happens is there are certain findings, but certain products or certain companies, they might find that research that suits what is going to help them sell their product. But there might be other research as well that might be a little bit different. I'm not saying here that all research is incorrect or a mistruth, but often people distort the facts or they only try to find what suits their wish or their goal or their aim. And they don't make everybody aware of any other research that doesn't support their goal or their aim. And this may also be included in harsh speech or worthless chatter. The media or the lies, the speech also is what can rouse up a lot of problems, a lot of unhappiness, stir up people's anger, stir up people's desires. It can be the place where the groundwork for separation is created, disunity is created, even the groundwork for wars where people may be rallied up through the power of people's persuasive speech that may really rally people up and then afterwards great harm is caused. Maybe wars are fought, battles are fought, people are hurt, people are harmed. And in doing this, how often are non-truths told in order to garner other people's support, to influence people in a certain direction, to support, to strengthen their support or their ideals or their campaigns. In addition, when we lie and other people find out that we have lied, it establishes a sense of mistrust. They might ask, well, if you lied once, how many other lies have you told? If you often tell lies, eventually when you speak, people don't listen. They just, oh, well, it's just blah, blah, blah. Don't listen to what they're saying. Similarly as well, when we offer to help people, when we say that we will do something and we don't do that, is that not a non-truth as well? If you don't follow up on what you said you will do, it also brings about a sense of mistrust within other people. In the beginning, they have many expectations. They believe what you said, that this is what you're going to do, and then you don't do it. And then it brings about a sense of disappointment, unhappiness. And then in future, they might not believe you so easily. They might not trust that this is what you're going to do. And we might feel unhappy because people don't believe us. People don't take us seriously. Or we might feel guilty. But this has come about maybe because we haven't followed up on our promises before. Or we've told lies. I think everybody knows the story of the boy who cried wolf. In addition, maybe we make arrangements with people. And I think today this is sometimes a, a big problem, is that because of the telephone, because of the apps, uh, WhatsApp or WeChat, it's very easy to just suddenly change our mind. People make appointments and then just before the appointment or a little while before the appointment, oh, sorry, I can't come, I can't make it. Sometimes it's a little bit too easy to just do what we want and not to live up to our promises or to fulfill 
those meetings or those the expectations of others which we have created. And personally, I think this is very important with respect to older people. If there's an elderly person and you've made an appointment with them, do your best to keep your appointment. You know, they might be sitting at home, they might be all alone. The greatest joy of the week or the month is seeing their children or seeing some people. And then an hour before, people just send a message, oh, sorry, we can't come. Something has come up. Something better has come up. And for those old people, I think it can be really disappointing. The highlight of the week or the month is just suddenly cancelled. And then what do they do? I think take care with this electronic age that we just uh, don't have a sense of commitment towards those appointments that we have agreed to. And if we take non-truths to an even deeper or more profound level, is every time we say things about ourselves that are not true. Maybe we belittle ourselves, we begrudge ourselves, we degrade ourselves through our speech. Is this really how we are? And if it isn't, then are these not non-truths that we are saying about ourselves? So it can really be taken to a very profound level. It's not lying or speaking non-truths. I'm not sure who said it, but they said, Words have no arrows or swords, yet they tear people's minds to pieces. Take great care of what you say. It might not seem like a big thing to you, but what you can say really can hurt other people. Maybe physically we have a fight and then it's forgotten, but words can stay in people's minds for a long time. It can hurt people for many months, many years. Harsh words, ugly words, hurtful words can really create great damage to other people. We often talk about physical abuse. However, there is really a lot of verbal abuse as well. Take great care of verbal abuse. It is very, very harmful. Take great care of slander, talking behind other people's backs, saying negative things about other people. Why do people do it? I don't think people necessarily want to hurt other people. I don't necessarily think it's out of spite. I think what happens is many people, one is they can't control the karma of their, of their speech. And because you can't control your mind, you can't control your, your, your speech. And people want something important to say. So what do they say? Just saying this is good, this is pleasant. If we carry on talking for a while, sometimes people think they have to say something important and, or something interesting. And sometimes what they think is interesting or important is that somebody else has done something wrong or somebody has got some negativity. And so this is what they talk about. And I think this is what happens with slander. There's a story in the words of my perfect teacher where there's a geshi and he comes back and he says to everybody, you won't believe what has happened. The Geshe in the other monastery has a mistress. And one great master was there and he scolded this Geshe and he said, who is worse? The Geshe who has taken on a mistress or you who is slandering or talking about the faults of the other Geshe? So be very careful of slander, talking about other people's negativities. 
What benefit does it bring you? Does it make you any better? No. Does it make the other person any worse? No. All you do is you create negative karma, especially slandering your root lama or bodhisattvas. The root lama is your source of attaining enlightenment. The guide on the path. What benefit does it bring you to slander your teacher? It doesn't affect the teacher. It doesn't affect their state of mind. It doesn't affect their enlightened state of mind. All it does is affect you. If you don't like a teacher, you think that this teacher is not the teacher you want to follow, you'd rather follow another teacher, that's fine. That's personal choice. But that teacher has invested a lot of energy wishing to help you. Why go and slander them? There's no benefit at all. And bodhisattvas, even if it's not a bodhisattva already in realization, anybody that has made the vow that they wish to attain enlightenment and they wish to practice bodhicitta, if you slander them, you are slandering a potential bodhicitta. In addition, maybe they've lost their direction. Maybe they've made some mistakes. But still, you slander them. In time, they might return back to the path. Then you are slandering a bodhicitta. Very negative karma. And also, if you think about it, every single sentient being has got Buddha nature. So every sentient being that you slander, you are in fact slandering Buddha nature. So take great care about slandering, talking about people's negativities, talking behind people's backs. There's no good that comes from it. The only thing that happens is you create your own future negative karma. And you are the one that's going to suffer as a result of it.